Hello and welcome for welcome to Word for the Day. Um, I'm Father Luke Goymore. I'm the parish priest of St. Mark's Ipswich and administrator at St. Mary Magdalene's Ipswich. And um, I'm often invited on to Radio Maria uh, to help out and to share with you at times. And it is my privilege to be with you today reflecting on the scriptures particularly the scripture, uh, the gospel reading from last weekend, which has kind of stayed with me all week, really. So I'd like to start by listening uh, with you to the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He went and said to the first, My boy, you go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not go, but afterwards thought better of it and went. The man then went and said the same thing to the second, who answered, certainly, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did the father's will? The first, they said, Jesus said to them, I tell you solemnly, Tax collectors and prostitutes are making their way into the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you a pattern of true righteousness, but you did not believe him. And yet tax collectors and prostitutes did. Even after seeing that, you refused to think better of it and believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. He thought better of it and went. Obedience. Obedience is not a particularly uh, or particular even popular term. I wonder what that word obedience conjures up in your mind when you hear it. Is it something positive? Perhaps it's something negative. The world, it seems, champions in various ways disobedience. You know, everybody likes a rebel. Conforming to authority is frequently portrayed as weakness. And there's an underlying mentality of do what you like and be accountable to nobody, which permeates our individualistic society. The gospel we've just heard shows us that obedience is more than simply lip service, saying you will do something has to manifest in you actually doing the thing you said you would do. Otherwise, it's meaningless to say it. In fact, obedience is a virtue and is an essential characteristic of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. We can say that obedience is a lived out surrender to the will of God. Now, because being a disciple or a disciple is to model his or herself on Jesus, obedience for the disciple is not an option. In the beautiful uh, reading from the Philippians, there is a hymn that Jesus Christ was divine, but he did not count his equality with God as a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being found in the condition of a slave and became as men are and being as all men are became a humbler yet even to accepting death death on a cross 
It's a beautiful early Christian hymn contained in the letter to the Philippians. And in that, it shows us that Jesus was obedient to the Father's will, even to accepting death on a cross. In dying on the cross, Jesus demonstrates as God himself that God, in his very nature, is humble and obedient. Think about that for a moment. Think of how that is at total odds with the world around us. He who keeps the whole world in being at any moment. He who is the very foundation and ground of being, who created everything that exists on a human level, has the right to be anything but humble and obedient. Yet he is obedient. God is obedient. The world is prideful, arrogant, obsessed with self, narcissistic. But God, who is all-powerful, is humble, self-giving, and as a holy trinity of persons, God himself is obedient. Why? Because obedience is not something blind or arbitrary. Rather, it's an essential quality of faith and love. Obedience is essential to love, and brothers and sisters, God is ultimately love. Now, relationships, whether they be with a person or with God, if they are to be healthy, rely on a kind of mutual obedience, an obedience which is as much to do with hearing, listening, as it is to do with doing. And when we understand obedience for what it truly is, it becomes something within us, freeing and energising, largely because it takes the focus away from ourselves and places it in the context of the other. What is more? Whatever the world might say, our freedom, our happiness, our peace is dependent on our obedience, obedience to the truth, because obedience means to listen. In other words, our lived out obedience to God. Anything else enslaves us and will make us less than who we have been created to be. Brothers and sisters, if we if we do not have God at the centre of our lives, and if we do not listen and obey God's word, then we will listen to other voices and follow other voices. We will have other things at the centre of our lives. Our hearts are idol-making machines. You know, we all serve something. We're all obedient to something. We all listen to something. If money is our driving force, then money becomes our idol. We become obedient to money. If prestige is what is most important, then prestige becomes our idol, in effect, our God. And this is true for almost anything. Brothers and sisters, we need God, the God who is love, the God who is truth, to be at the centre of our lives. An obedience to him and him only will set us free. True obedience reminds us that we are alive, that everything we have is a gift, and that we are stewards of those good things 
that are entrusted to us. As disciples of Jesus, obedience then is not an optional extra. We are called to be obedient to God. And we're obedient to God by being obedient to our conscience, obedient to the scriptures, and brothers and sisters, being obedient to the teachings and the authority of the church. The teachings of a church are not separate entities here. God has given us the church. The church is divinely instituted by Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ continues to teach us through the church so that we can navigate this world and become the saints that God has created us to be. And so we are invited to submit ourselves, to be obedient to God through his church, through the scriptures, through our conscience. Obedience, of course, is never a blind obedience. We exist in a relationship. So it's there for our freedom, for our good. In fact, we could say that to obey is to hear, to obey is to love, to obey is to be free in carrying out the will of the beloved. To obey is to be free in carrying out the will of the beloved. Brothers and sisters, remember that the opposite of obedience is disobedience. And the first person to say to God, no, I will not serve. Non serviam was Satan. Disobedience, defiance to God's will is the voice of Satan. And throughout humanity, that voice of disobedience has enslaved millions and billions in misery. Let us not fall for that subtle trap. Love, service, obedience, truth, all of these are mutually related to one another and are needed if we are to become the holy people that God has called us to be. Our freedom as God's beloved children lies in our ability to be obedient. In essence, this is about an ongoing conversion, an ongoing change of heart, rejecting sin and choosing good. In telling the parable of the two sons, given a command by their father, Jesus lamented the unwillingness of the religious people of their day, of his day, to accept their need of conversion. They could readily answer Jesus's question, which of the two did the father's will, but they weren't willing to recognize who he was. They weren't willing to recognize what God was doing. They weren't willing to change their hearts and to be obedient to the will of God. Brothers and sisters, we are sinners in need of the mercy of God. We are in need of continued conversion. Without God, we can do nothing of worth. Like John the Baptist, Jesus preached obedience to God's call and belief that God wants all people to repent and to come to know him. Obedience to God's call means admitting that we are sinners. It means putting God first and following him. The question is, are we willing to be obedient to God? Are we willing not to be at the centre of everything? Or are we happy in the disobedience of sin?